my name is Colleen Getty with The Room to Write, and we're doing the Journey of a Story series today with author Cami Baker, and we're going to talk about marketing and business and why writing is so important if your profession is going to be anything to do with social media or uh, anything, anything, really. <laughs> anything. So welcome, Cami. Thank you. Super excited to be here. We've already been having a great conversation. I know this is going to be very valuable to a lot of people. So Yes. And one of the reasons, well, we usually traditionally start off with finding out when, how a writer writes, what it looks like. Uh, for you, it might be a little different because it sounds like you're doing writing all the time and not necessarily um, creating a, you know, story about a bunny or any of that, that, you know, creative sort of thing. It's a non-fiction business centered. So, uh, I guess my question is, you know, how do you write and why do you write? And, uh, for people that don't think of themselves as writers, uh, why should they? Well, I could go in a million different directions with that, but let's face it, you know, every day we are writing whether we're doing a post on social media or an email or a note to our kids, like we're always writing. And one of the things I say is we communicate, then conversate so we can collaborate to create the income, influence, and impact. <clears throat> and so when we know that we're gonna be writing all the time, let's learn to choose our words carefully because words are power, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's not just what you say, it's how you say it and your tonality and body language, but we can certainly get that through in our writing a lot more. And the reason that I wrote this book is to actually help people to communicate and conversate, to collaborate, to create. Right. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> nice alliteration there, Cammie. Uh, so yeah, Mingle to Millions, I kind of says it all in, in your background, your specialty is networking and marketing. And uh, one of the things that a lot of writers that isn't their specialty or artists is marketing. Uh, so I thought it would be really interesting to talk to you about uh, how do you see writing as necessary when you're trying to market yourself? And maybe what are some tips that you could give to writers that that isn't their background? Well, you know, first of all, you're in good company. <clears throat> Most people don't know how to market. You know, they're great at baking a pie. They're great at writing a book. They're great at what coaching, whatever it is that they do. But marketing is very challenging. So one of the best things about being able to write, being a good writer, is to get your name out there. And there's a big difference in writing a book versus um, doing uh, copy. So I, I hire copywriters to help me with all the different nuances of being able to write a sales page that converts and all that fun stuff. But to have a book, you have more authority as an author than you do as a doctor. And I know that's a bold statement. And my last writer was a doctor and an author. <laughs> right? But it's a bold statement, but so, you know, thousands of times since I've had the book, when people say, oh, you have a book, or they see my book, and they, it's the way that they look at you like, oh, right. oh, you have a book. And it just really helps to create authority. It helps me to get speaking engagements. It helps me to get on TV. It helps me to acquire clients. And it helps me to get my message out to people. So when I called it Mingle to Millions in the beginning, I thought it was mingling my way to millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And that can be a part of it. It just depends on you know, how you want to perceive it. But really, it's about mingling to millions of people that are 
reading the book, that are getting the message, that are building their business, that are making a difference with, with the purpose-driven marketing that I do. When people read my book and they learn how they can bring their purpose mm -hmm. in alignment with their profession and profit from that. So writing is just absolutely instrumental as a business person. All right. And you used the term copyright, and we haven't talked about that yet um, in terms of what who are copywriters? What are they doing? And if you were a writer and maybe you wanted to do copywriting as sort of a side hustle or, or to actually earn some money, because most of the writers we talk to, you don't necessarily make a living off of the book that you wrote. Uh, but what is a copywriter and what are some of the things that they do? Well, I'll touch on it just to make a distinction, but that is certainly not my forte, which is why mm -hmm. I hire others. And, and frankly, even if it was my forte, you know, it's just like a real estate agent shouldn't represent themselves. Mm. An attorney shouldn't represent themselves in the, you know, in the courtroom. Right. And a copywriter should let somebody else write it from a different perspective. But copywriters know how to bring the right language in to get people to take action. And there's all kinds of psychology that goes into copywriting. I, I hired a woman recently to do that. So for people who are good writers mm -hmm. to get into the copywriting industry, and very lucrative. Really? I, 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 I choose my words. I didn't spend. I invested. Mm -hmm. I invested $2,500 recently for basically my homepage, about you page, and my speaker kit. That was it. And mm -hmm. so there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of thought that goes into copywriting that I am, I am not an expert in. <laughs> okay. And so um, speaking of your book, at what point in your career were you did you say, aha, uh -huh, you know, I think I'm going to write a book. And so what was the motivation and, and how did that take flight? What did that well, look like? Well, I'm going to give your viewers the secret to cheating <laughs> and getting it done easily. Okay. So I knew that I wanted to write a book. I knew that I had a lot of material that I wanted to share. I wanted to get the word out. I, it's, I'm sure that other writers can uh, agree with this. It's almost like birthing a baby. Like, you got to get it out. You just got to get that out. Now, for some people, they need to get out their romance story or the children's book or something else that they need to get out because it's just something that's calling them. Mm -hmm. For me, not only was it the material, but it was the fact that I knew it would be good for business, too. I'd, I'd seen so many people with books. I'm like, oh, I need to have a book. A book is the best calling card God ever created. <laughs> Having, being able to give somebody your book as opposed to just a card so sweet. Mm -hmm. So a few years ago, I get to thinking I need to write a book. And I am the seminar junkie queen. I love to go to seminars. I love to learn. I love to be in the audience. I love to be on the stage teaching it. I just love self-development and learning and branding and marketing and funnels and just learning all that stuff. So I had gone to all these seminars about just every nuance of it. And I saw some women that were talking about publishing a book and they gave some ideas, and ultimately it was $10,000 to hire them to write the book and do certain things to make it a, a number one bestseller, which we can talk about in a minute, the, the tricks that people use for that. But anyway, I listened to them, and I thought, you know, books are very interactive now. So I'm going to write my book, and then I need to do audio to go with the book, and then I need to do video to go with the book. And I thought to myself, I'm going to work smarter instead of harder. I'm going to write, I'm going to do video, and then I'm going to rip the video to audio, and I'm going to transcribe the video and give it to my editor. 
So let me get this straight. So you, since you just wanted to first video yourself, just yourself, talking about business and talking about what you were going to write about, or how did that work? Well, so here's the trick. So I pulled little pieces from different people, and what these ladies were talking about is when you want to write an outline of a book, especially one that's not fiction, one that's more about your expertise, whatever it is that you're an expert in. For example, writing a book could be your expertise, teaching people how to write a book. For me at the time, it was networking, how to get out and build business relationships. So what they said was, make a list of the 10 things that people ask you the most. What are those questions that you get asked over and over and over because of your expertise? What are those 10 things? And then what are the three things that people should be asking you that they would be asking you if they knew what you know. So in other words, for me, in networking, some of my 10 questions were, some people think that networking is a place that you go as opposed to the fact that you're networking all the time. Anytime you're communicating, you're building relationships. You know, another misconception is, um, or people don't know where to go network. So it was misconceptions, questions, comments about my industry. So I, I wrote those 10. And then the three that people would ask me if they knew what I know, one of them is quality versus quantity. You know, that you want to focus on the quality of people, not the quantity, but the quality. So I wrote down this bit of an outline and I got together with a videographer, set up a nice little screen and lighting, and I would pick one of the categories and I'd say, go. And he would video and I would talk from my knowledge in that particular field Mm -hmm. about what that topic was. And I did videos that were five to 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and then I got them transcribed through rev.com, rev.com, transcriptions, a dollar a minute. And I gave it to my editor. And two months later, I had a book. And so in the transcription is, you put the video in and it comes back with an actual transcript written down? Yes. So since we're sharing resources and making sure people have all kinds of, so write this down. Um, (laughs) You can actually get your video transcribed for free now through YouTube. So when you put your video on YouTube, and I don't do it, my assistant does it for me, but there's a way to click a button and get it transcribed. The trick with YouTube is when it transcribes at the end of every sentence, when you stop talking, there's a timestamp. So after a five or 10 minute video, there's hundreds, maybe thousands of timestamp, timestamp, timestamp. So if you get it done through YouTube, you got to take the time to go back and delete all of those. Um, And depending on what time you have in the world, um, (laughs) rev.com is just a dollar a minute. So you got a 10 minute video, 10 bucks is transcribed. And the reason that YouTube is like that is so that you can use that transcription for the closed caption Mm. on the video. So whether you get it done for free, but it's not really free because you have to value your time. Mm-hmm. So many people don't value their time. They'll get it done for free, but then they spend an hour going back and deleting. And then once it's transcribed, people talk very differently than they write. So now it needs to be cleaned up. You got to get rid of all the so's and ums and repeating yourself and things like that. So, yeah. so like we were looking up earlier, the difference between writing and authoring Authoring is when you have an idea and you bring that idea into writing, mm-hmm. whether you wrote it or not. That's why there's ghost writers, right? Mm-hmm. But this is just a great way to get your idea out of here and into here without sitting down and doing this. Because I did this a few different times. I spent hours doing this, mm. but it just wasn't, it wasn't what I 
the material that was coming out was good, but it wasn't me. Yeah. It was me, I, but it was too much. I absolutely love that tip, first of all. <laughs> uh, when I work with young people, a lot of times they are intimidated to write, to get right with a blank page looking at them, but they can talk, they can answer the question, like you said. Uh, and so to either record yourself audio or video, which would be really fun for them to do, and transcribe it, like that is sort of a priceless piece of <laughs> advice, I think, for a lot of people that even just to get started, you know? Well, and when I would sit down, to, now I write every day, whether it's a Facebook post or an email or helping my clients to put together emails and things like that. So it's not that I can't write and I enjoy writing. I'm really good at writing. But when it came to doing a whole book, mm. it just seemed overwhelming. It seemed intimidating. I didn't know how to spell some words. Mm. Where do the commas go? Does this start a new, you know, you can get, you know, hung up in analysis paralysis and perfectionism mm -hmm. and not do anything. Yes. So if that's where you are, then consider doing it this way. And since I did the book that way, then the second book that I'm doing, which I'm playing with the title, but lead or be led, lead the movement, lead the conversation, lead the room. Is, uh, is a book that I'm doing now. And so I'll do the same thing. Get on video, mm -hmm. have it transcribed. And now that I know more than I did then, I'll know to really be able to use that book as a lead magnet and have lots of links in it back to my website. Oh, and here's a new resource mm -hmm. too. Pretty links. Pretty links. Pretty links. So links for website links. Okay. Pretty links is a, is a plug-in that you can put on your on your website. So now I can have KimmyBaker.com forward slash first chapter, KimmyBaker.com forward slash second chapter. And of course, it'll be sexier titles than that. But the point is, instead of it being a series of 28 letters and numbers on the YouTube, mm. I take that jumbled mess, put it into pretty links and create the link that I want people to be able to type in easily. Like I've got KimmyBaker.com forward slash speaker packet forward slash media reel. So this interview will be under Media Reel. Okay. So that's a nice resource too. That's an awesome resource. Um, so one of the things that you were talking about earlier was the networking and uh, how do you, so how do you kind of use your book mm. as a resource when you go out in your networking and, 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 the, and as a writer? Uh, kind so of put that together for here's me. Here's some fun tips skills, strategies, secrets. I alliterate everything. <laughs> when you have, always have your book with you, first of all. Children's book, romantic novel, car manual, like whatever it is that you write, always have it with you. When I go to Panera's and I'm sitting there doing my work for a couple hours, I put my book right next to me on the table. I've had people stop because my picture's oh, on yeah. it and they'll pick it up and say, oh, is that you? Now, you never know who's gonna see it. And two weeks ago, I was at a seminar. The guy was talking about writing books and business and marketing and just everything and anything. I had the book on the arm of my chair. Mm -hmm. There's 200 people in the room. He was walking by, he stopped, picked up my book and pinpointed me for five minutes, talking about the book, looking at the book, making comments about the book. Everybody in that room was looking at me because he picked up my book. So always have it with you and always put it out. When I go to networking events, I've always got the book. 
I don't always walk around with it in my arm, although I do sometimes. But when I get to the event and I put my stuff out, I put the book at my place where I'm going to be sitting. I can't tell you how many times people have said, oh, are you the speaker? <laughs> and sometimes I am, but sometimes I'm not. And right. so it shows instant credibility, instant authority. Here's a couple other fun things I've done with it. <laughs> I've gone into a bookstore and put the book on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I've heard before <laughs> that if you leave the book on the shelf, that when they go around and they're doing inventory, that they'll scan it. And if they see there's only one, that they'll order more. I don't know if that works. <laughs> I haven't had that happen, but I have put it on the shelf and taken pictures of it with Barnes and Nobles in the background, you know, with just a picture of it. Right. And I've even told people, I did a Facebook Live one time. I said, hey, here's my book. I'm going in Barnes and Noble. I'm going to put it on the shelf and take pictures. I told people what I was doing. Right. And even after I did that, I took the picture and put it online. I had people say, Great job getting your book in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> you know, perception is reality, right? right? So sometimes I'll put it there just to take a photo, and then, and usually I'll just leave it there. Right. I, I'm not stealing. No, nope. I'm Adding giving to the collection. <laughs> uh, and you know, and that's a great point about bringing your book everywhere because, uh, and you were making that connection about it, it being your calling card. And I guess maybe sort of a a little mnemonic device could be. If you would bring your business card somewhere, mm -hmm. then you should bring your book to that same place, I guess, right? One or have thousand some in your car just in case or whatever. I've got a case of them in my car. And, you know, another resource is, um, uh, well, it's, it's on Amazon now, but, uh, oh, what's the name? CreateSpace. Okay. So CreateSpace is where I get them printed now. And basically, they're $3.13 plus shipping. They're right at $3.50 a piece. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't give them to everyone. You, you know, people don't necessarily um, see the value in something that you give them. I mm. prefer to sell them, not just so I make 20 bucks on a book, but because when people invest, they're invested. Mm -hmm. When people pay, they pay attention. They see value in it. However, I do give them away a lot. You know, if it's somebody that I want to be on their stage mm. or someone that's got a company and I want to come in and speak and do a lunch and learn or something, Obviously, right. I'll sign it and give it to them. So right. it's, a, it's a great gesture. There's something about the law of reciprocity. I give you something. You naturally want to reciprocate and give me something, even if it's just time in front of your group. Right. Yeah. And so and now let's sort of backtrack to the process of getting this book written. So you started with the video. You transcribed it. Now you had to go back and actually start editing it for some of the word jargon people use naturally. Um, so then after that, what's the process? Did you have to hire a professional editor or uh, what was the rest of the journey and kind of how long did it take? to do all of that? Well, even if you are a professional editor, you need a second set of eyes. Mm. You know, the word that's misplaced, the comma that's in the wrong place, like you have to have somebody else proofread what you're doing. But um, it just so happens that my editor is my publisher, Elena Rarig with Otter Publishing is the publisher of the book. Okay. And she's published, I don't know, probably 50 books or so at this point. So, um, so she did all of that. And so does I, she do just nonfiction business or no, anything? No, she does anything, oh, any, okay. any kind of book. She's, she also has classes to teach people how to be an editor yeah. and to teach you to do your own book. So some people want to do the whole you know, DIY thing personally. If it's not in my wheelhouse, I've learned, <laughs> and this is, 
it's really something to learn. If you want to be in business and you want to, you know, monetize your message, right. if you really want to do that, you have to learn what your wheelhouse is mm. and stop trying to do everything. Because right. if you can get something done that's 10 or 15 or even $50 an hour, then have that person do it. Because if, if I were to try to do the things that I have the other experts do, I would cry and it wouldn't <laughs> get done and it wouldn't be quality. Right. You know, when I should just be spending my time, you know, getting in front of clients and speaking and training and writing, mm -hmm. writing the, the, the blogs and the posts and the emails that are effective and efficient. So right. um, even though I need a copywriter for sales pages and things like that, mm -hmm. um, I, I need to spend my time creating the material and let somebody else edit and publish and all these different things that aren't my wheelhouse. Right. And now, and then you have a, a finished book and you can pull from that excerpts to use on your social media or uh, articles, press releases and things like that. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about what it felt like when you finally got this published and you opened the box and there was your book and how did that almost change? Did it change your professional demeanor or did it just accelerate it, you know, what is the impact of actually having a published book when you're in business? 1,000%, so the very first one that I got, so before we had 100 or 1,000 published, you get the first one mm -hmm. so that you can read it and actually proofread a physical copy. And I still have that copy and it's dog-eared where all the things that needed to be <laughs> changed and all that. And there's a picture of me holding it up with no makeup on the minute I got it. Um, but there's so much to be said for the confidence that it instills. And even if you haven't written your book yet, or even if you're in the process and, and you haven't published it, you are the, the author of the forthcoming book. Hmm. So a mentor of mine taught me that. She said, Cammie, you need to declare it. You need to state it. And it's almost just as good. <laughs> so when you, you know, at, at the time that I wrote the book, I wasn't sure what I was going to call it. And at one point I was going to call it, and this is silly, but it was fun. Um, girl, I love those shoes. <laughs> because You got great shoes. So <laughs> Well, because it's a book about building business relationships. Right. And one of the best ways to build a relationship is to give someone a compliment. Mm. And girl, I love those shoes. I could tell you a, a half a dozen stories about events that I've gone to where there was really successful women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you may feel intimidated or what am I going to say or how do I approach that person? But when you walk up and say, girl, those are the nicest shoes I've seen all <laughs> night. It's a great way. But I didn't name it that because people thought it was about fashion uh, or it was it was only for women or whatever. Right. But at the time, I would say to people, I'm the author of the forthcoming book. Girl, I love those shoes. <laughs> so whatever your book is, be declaring it. State right. it. Say it. Because you're marketing. Mm -hmm. you're mar and even though it wasn't the name that it ended up being, I was still marketing. I was right. still telling people. Mm -hmm. I'm an expert. Right. I'm an authority at something. I'm writing a book about it, you right. know? And so, and it's so fun to actually say, um, you know, I know so much about that. I even wrote the book on it. <laughs> it's right. a great way to, to have a conversation. So there's so many great reasons. If I had known how great it would be to have a book, mm -hmm. I would have written one 10 years ago. Right. And when I talk to people who are experts, the clients that I work with, one of the ways that I help them is to help them become an expert, an authority, mm -hmm. be recognized as the go-to person. So whether you're a financial advisor or, you know, network marketing, real estate, uh, home care, like whatever it is that you do, mm -hmm. write a book 
And here's a, one another trick about how to get a book written. Yes, you want all the tricks <laughs> you can share. So I, I shared how I strategize doing the videos. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I share with people who are wanting to be seen and be heard, let's work smarter instead of harder. Mm -hmm. Let's create one piece of content and use it in a lot of different ways. Like you were mentioning before, now you can pull things out of it. Mm. Well, what if, so here's an example that I shared with a client. She didn't do it. Mm, but she really could and she should, Tammy Downing. She's a tour guide mm -hmm. and she is, she's like you. She's vi vivacious, she's gregarious, she's fun, she's funny, she's engaging. Mm -hmm. And she tells these great stories about these tours, whether it was a, there's a ship in Massachusetts that's haunted and mm -hmm. she takes people on that tour. And of course there's all the haunted inns and then mm -hmm. there's the pub crawls and just all these great stories about these tours that she does. I say, go on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever the platform is now mm -hmm. and do video and just tell that story. You know what? I was thinking today about the story. We went down to this ship and it was haunted and blah, 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 blah. Right. You tell the story. So you're creating content. You're getting people engaged. You get that transcribed and you mm -hmm. put it on YouTube and Meetup and LinkedIn for the SEO factor. So now people who are looking for tour guide in this case right. can start to find her because of her video. Mm. And now three or six months from now, when you've got 40 of those, you go back and you pick your top 20 and you have a book. Mm. Right. You've already got the video. It's already been transcribed. Mm -hmm. You've already done it. Now you just pick the 20 stories that you like yep. and you got a book. And now she could be the expert of tours in New England. Right. And I mean, and when you go to a bookstore, you look at books like that. You know, what are the most scary, you know, or the funniest or the silliest or well, whatever. And not only when you go in a bookstore do you look for that, but here's the thing. Imagine all the speaking engagements hmm. she could get. Imagine all the companies that would hire her. Tammy Downing, you need to do this, girl. <laughs> But all the companies that would hire her, you know, right. or the financial advisor or even, you know, for yourself, let's say that you wanted to write a book about how to write books. Mm. And so then you wrote that book and now the women's groups and the business networking groups and the mommy and me groups, all of them would want you to come in. It makes them look good to right. have an author come speak at their group. Right. Yeah. So, and now let's, so you're, you're doing a wonderful job of the, after you have a book, uh, and we talked a little bit earlier, and I'd love you to touch on sort of uh, more about the, if you are writing a book, maybe you haven't even finished it yet, beyond the, I'm the forthcoming book language, but how can you, what are some things that writers or artists can do to promote themselves almost as the product? Because ideally, if you create something, whether it's pies or paintings or writing of any sort, uh, you want to be the authority. And so you, maybe can you speak to, instead of only focusing on the product, how about the person as the product? How do, they, how do people do that? How do they start to promote themselves almost as the person that you would hire to write a book or paint a picture? Or well, one of the philosophies that I realized I had been using over the years that I actually wrote about in the book um, is, is the philosophy of be, do, have versus have, do, be. So <laughs> the average person will wait until they have something 
then they'll do something to be happy, to be healthy, to be successful, to be a published author, etc. Mm -hmm. So they're waiting to have something, whether it's more time. or Well, when we have money, then we'll go on that vacation and then we'll be a happy family. Mm. Like, have, do, be. It's just, when you think about it, so many people are waiting to have. Right. So if you flip that around and you step into the, to the mindset, to the energy of be, do, have. When you be that which you say you are, when you be it, then you'll do what that person would do and have what they would have. Mm. So, for example, uh, when I was in real estate, totally green, totally clueless, had no idea really what I was doing. But when I put on a suit mm -hmm. and I showed up, I was being a successful agent. I was just going to be that. And no matter what they asked me to, to be, to do, I would do it. And that's why I became successful quick. So the authors and the writers that you're talking about, mm. you have to own it. Right. The language that you're using, besides just I'm the author of the forthcoming, right. is to really just own. And when you, when you be an author, when you be a writer, when you just be that, then you'll do what that person would do and you'll have the success they would have. Perfect. And so obviously we could go on for hours because you are super interesting and have so much interesting information to share uh, that we've never talked about before. Uh, but we do have to start to wrap it up. And usually I like to wrap it up with asking, what is maybe some advice you'd have for somebody who's a writer, uh, whether they're writing for business or writing for pleasure or tr some creative endeavor? Uh, maybe is there anything from the process that you've experience that you could give for sort of departing advice out The there. same advice I always give when I get asked this question about anything that you're doing, change your playgrounds and your playmates. Meaning, who are you hanging out with? Mm -hmm. What are you listening to? What are you reading? You know, are you hanging around people who think it's silly that you write or that you're wasting your time when you write or that you should be doing something more productive with like, are you around naysayers like that? Or are you with people that support you? And no matter what it is that you're writing, hang out with some entrepreneurial mindset people that will help you learn how to monetize your message, that will help you get in the mindset of how can I market this? No matter what it is that you're writing, if people don't know that you exist, they're not reading it. Right. So it could, it could be a self-help book. It could be a cookbook. It could be on health and fitness or romance. But if people don't know what's there, it's not being read by anybody. So marketing is so important. Who are you hanging out with? Be with those that support you. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Cammie, for coming in and sharing all your knowledge and talking about your new book, Mingle the Millions. And if any of you in the audience would like to join us in the studio, uh, you can check us out at www.theroomtowrite.org. And have a wonderful day.